And welcome to God is Good, a weekly podcast done every Monday as we kind of dig a little deeper and get insights on that day's lesson. My name is James Harris, and I'm going to be your host today as we dig into today's lesson lesson called Following Christ. Jesus first plea or asked of his first early disciples was simply, come follow me. Now, as we kind of look at this lesson, you might me wonder why did these disciples, uh, early disciples, just leave everything and follow Christ? I'm sure some of them had heard of his reputation, even though it was early uh, in Jesus's ministry. As a matter of fact, it's right on the heels of Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness being tempted by the devil, and he's about to begin his ministry over the next three years. And these early men and women are going to be used as followers of Christ to be catalysts to change their world. And he's still doing the same the same thing today. One of the things that I, I, I'm just astounded by is the commonness of the men and women and whom he used. They were not scholars. They were not um, uh, learned people. They were not what we would call religious people. Uh, they were just, as someone likes to say, just common old folks like you and I. They would never be people that would stand out in a crowd. They would never be people that you'd give much, much attention to in the marketplace. And yet God is going to use them to do mighty things as he does us in the earth. One of the things I'd like to look at throughout scripture, this is a common theme that God uses sometimes what we would consider even people that are outcast to do great things because the power of his life and transforming spirit is not limited by who we are in terms of our intelligence, in terms of our abilities, in terms of our social status. Those things mean nothing to God. For every one of us has purpose. Every one of us have a destiny. Every one of us have an Ephesians 2.10 in us. And that verse simply says that before we were ever created, God had a purpose, and then he created us. So it's never about him just um, creating you and then trying to find what to do with you before you were ever born, before you were ever knitted in your mother's womb. The Bible says he knew you and predestined a plan and purpose for your life. So these men were just like that. I think another... um, story with going into a little depth about following Christ and the life transformed and those that those transform life transform other lives is the story of David and I'll do it real quickly but what happened is the uh, prophet Samuel was told by God to go to the house of Jesse he had just God had refused Saul because of his disobedience and just his rebellion 
against him. And so God had rejected him. And he's now going to choose another king for Israel. So he sends um, Samuel to the house of Jesse. And Jesse asked, uh, Samuel asked Jesse to send kids, all of his boys, and line them up before him. And he did. And he went through that those that line of good-looking, strapping guys that he thought would any of them would make a great-looking king. But the Lord hadn't chosen any one of them. And he turns to Jesse and he says, Do you have another son? And Jesse says, Yes, there is one more. He's tending the sheep. And so one of the brothers went to get him. A little background story about David. Theologians said that David really was uh, from another uh, wife that uh, Jesse had. And the term, I can't pronounce it in the Hebrew, but the term that was used to describe David by his brothers as well as by Jesse was the no account one. And because he was born uh, out of an affair that, that Jesse had with another woman, he was considered no account because he wasn't born uh, like uh, in the home of Jesse like the other boys were. But he was taken care of by Jesse um, because it was a responsibility. But he was given the lowest duties of the family. I love that story not only because it's true, but because it shows the heart of God that no matter where you are and what people think about you, or in this case, no account, like they refer to David, David becomes the greatest king Israel ever had. We know of David's failures and things that he did, but God called him a man after his own heart. So God doesn't look as man look or sees. He looks on the heart. And it's the heart that he's most concerned about because it's from the heart that everything works. It's how we live and view life. It's how we process the things we see. And so as you look at this story today of Jesus calling his early disciples, he's still calling man today. And the plea is still the same. Come, follow me. There's a lot of people in the world uh, bidding for our time, attention, loyalty, and even our affections. But the Lord's cry is still the same. Come, follow me. And I'll make you, as he did with these disciples, they were fishermen, but I'm going to make you fishermen of men. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we're so grateful that you're still calling out, that Holy Spirit is still moving in this, in this world, despite the things we see, despite the things we feel, despite our experiences and things we've had to endure. We know, with beyond doubt, that you care for us, 
you're for us, and you're not against us. So it's in the light of your holy word and the character that you have shown through your son and his visit to this earth and how he served humanity. Thus, we want to be as well. So as we go about our day, we ask that you would give us an opportunity for those that come before us to see you in us for your glory and for the sake of your great name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week.